Packham Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, coming off what was now dubbed a miracle, more than a miracle, <laughs> something maybe once in a lifetime, yeah. a miracle. We got Jeff Merrick on the line, host of the Jeff Merrick Show and host of 32 Thoughts, the podcast. Jeff, what do you think of the miracle terminology like, for yeah, last I, night? I, I love shows um, like you two are doing today because by the end of it, as everyone you know calls in and, and tweets in and, and emails in, by the end of it, it's going to be someone's going to say something along the lines of, you know, I, I think it was Alex Kerfoot who invented oxygen. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was him. He's on the Mount Rushmore of best Leafs ever. <laughs> Put his on, jersey in the Raptors. I, I got to say one thing. I, I, I watched, like, I think your hot dog bit is maybe the best thing going right now. Oh, thanks, Jeff. I watched a video you two guys did yesterday <laughs> on Instagram, and I can't stop laughing about it. Oh, and, God. Um, Big day I, here I in the city. So, I think why it works so much is that was my first job, was selling hot dogs at Blue Jays games. No way. 1985. Yeah, 1985, young Jeff Merrick's first job, working for Versa, Versa Foods. An exhibition stadium. Versa had the the contract to to, to sell you know, hot dogs and colas and pretzels. This was in the the era when you, you couldn't have a drink at uh, an <laughs> exhibition stadium, and that was my first gig. And I, I only took the job so I could watch baseball games. I don't remember how much money I made. I mean, I think a lot of my other colleagues made more because I was sort of just distracted by watching ball games. But that was me, like lugging hot dogs up and down the uh, up and down the stairs. I was there for Ernie Witt and Bruce Keeson. And uh, the kick by George Bell, all of it. So every time I see you, Alice dressed up as a hot dog, I get, uh, I get, I get the nostalgia feels and the nostalgia vibes. You but know, we I, have I Joey Chestnut on the show days. later. Oh my goodness! I know you can tune in at eight thirty while you're, you know, driving the kids or whatever. It'll be big. Is 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 he your 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 Alex Kerfoot of hot dogs? Uh, he might be at this is point. I'm gonna at least lean yeah. into it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a crazy day, and Commit we'll take to calls. The bit. I'm committed Commit to, to it. Bit, right? I'm, I also have the, the the hot dog outfit in the studio right now to wear while we're on the air with Joey Chestnut. So I'm leaning into it, Jeff. To- Listen, if you're going to miss heaven, don't miss it by two inches. <laughs> Go all the way with this, Ailish. Go all the way with this. She's going even farther than I think anyone really imagined. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Leafs may go farther than anyone could have imagined after mm. the miracle that we've been discussing because game three was a miracle, and I don't know what game four was. I mean, that was something completely different. So... I guess it's worth asking again if this is different, right? Like, I, I don't know if what we've seen is different. I actually, you know, maybe the the script has been completely flipped in that, you know, games one through four, generally not an issue for the Maple Leafs. It seems like they've underperformed given, like, the, the recent history and what they've done through games one to four, but the results are different. Is there something different about what we're seeing with the Leafs this year? Well, first of all, a goaltender completely saved their game. Um, in game three, like that's like when, when's the last time I always feel bad saying this because I can hear the voice of Kelly Rudy in the back of my head saying, Jeff, you should never have to apologize for having a good goaltender. They're part of the team, you know, um, but the goaltender saved their bacon, like completely saved the team in, in, in game three. Uh, and we haven't seen that before. And also, <clears throat> down three pucks in the third period, that deep into the third period. I mean, every other Leafs team that we've seen has wilted under the weight of that. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff. Like, I mean, it's it's impossible not to look at the last two games and say, mm, yeah, you know what? This is different. <laughs> do you like, mind if we reconnect with you, Jeff? This isn't different. Okay. Do, you, do you mind if we reconnect? We're getting uh, one ear of Jeff Merrick. We need two ears. So we'll reconnect with Jeff. I was just getting a, a weird uh, connection with them. And we'll continue 
chatting. I was very concerned that that was just me. Yeah, I didn't know if it was just me or not, but we'll reconnect. I think I just want to make sure everyone can hear him two times. Um, all you right. got me? Oh, that's oh, way better. Now we're cooking. Crisp and clear uh, this morning. Soap and warm water feeling. Uh, good morning. Yeah, no, I, I, just, uh, just to reiterate, I, I think it's impossible to look at the last two games and, and not come away with it and say this, uh, this is different. Now, you know, the fourth win is always the hardest one. All the cliches apply, all of it, but the Leafs have put themselves in a great spot against a, one of the best teams of this generation. You know, one that's a little bit banged up a little bit and has lost a lot of players, but still... Like this is, I was thinking about this last night um, as I was watching Colorado and Seattle. It's important to go through good teams, right? Like who knows? Like, listen, we all know they could still blow this. Sorry to rain on the parade here, but this they, they could still drive this thing into the ditch. It, it could it's happen. Seven-game like series. This, the, mm-hmm. the, it's a seven-game series. Ailish, I'm sure you've been part of these situations Ugh. before yeah. where your team goes up three to one and then all of a sudden, hey, how do we get off the road here? Hang on. Where, how do we get back <laughs> on the highway? What happened here? I'm, I'm lost. Who's got the map? My GPS isn't working. Um, we've all we've all seen it before, but is it is it different? Yeah, it is. It is different. It feels different. I think it's impossible to look at this and say otherwise. So there've been like breakthroughs, I guess, right? Like it, you can definitely pinpoint. You, there's been a breakthrough. So what is the breakthrough? I mean, Austin Matthews, I can kind of broke through in the in in the third period last night. I think maybe a psychological breakthrough. I mean, the way that they approached overtime would suggest that things are a little bit different from a mental standpoint. If there is like the most powerful breakthrough, how they've broken through the most, if that makes any sense, Jeff, how would you, where would you pinpoint that at? I have a really boring answer for that. I hate to bore your audience and I love to give you like hot take after hot take to keep it spicy and keep everyone listening. <laughs> I had a really boring answer for you though. Here we go. Maturity. They've just grown up. Hey, I'll take maturity. Like every, every, every year that this team goes on, they get one, one year, uh, one year more experience and, and, and the skin gets a little bit tougher. Like that, honestly, like, I really think that that's all. Like, it's the sh- listen, Samsonov gives them a shot. Sure, absolutely. Some of the supporting cast uh, have been really good for the uh, for the Maple Leafs here. But I think we've said all along that unless you know Matthews and Marner and Nylander and you know Morgan Riley, who's been real good, like unless it's these guys, unless it's your core, unless it's the group that you've bet on, at least the the, the ones that you've re- identified, rewarded, and are betting on, unless it's going to be those players, you're not going to go anywhere. Right? It's great to have the complementary pieces. That's all really, really important. But these guys are the foundation. Like These guys are the foundation of the team. And if it's not going to be them, then this team's not going to go anywhere. And the boring answer is they're just one year more experienced. They've gone through it before. Like If they end up doing this and they end up doing anything in these playoffs, what are we going to talk about? Oh, all the battles they went through before and all the scars that they'll wear forever mm. and all these types of things. But it's true. It's like they've just gone through it. They've just had that experience, and there's no replacement for that. A very boring answer on a very good morning show. I apologize, but <laughs> that's that's firmly what I believe. No, I mean, I think it's a good thing to ponder because I always, and I think we've been talking about how scars will only hurt this team, right? Because you could just feel what you felt before, muscle memory, whatever you want to call it. You felt this disappointment before. You're setting yourself against up for disappointment if you feel that way if you fall in the same trap but maybe there's a there's a possibility of hey uh we now. felt this and we know how to avoid the same fate uh, it seems like a bit hopeful to me mm-hmm. a little bit because I, I frankly haven't seen a team that's like really really changed the narrative other than you know they're up 3-1 and they've stolen two games because the run of play is such 
But Tampa's still Tampa Bay. And I think that's like the biggest yep. reminder here is that that is an elite, elite, elite team still. And the only mm-hmm. real crack that I see is Andre Vasilevsky, who's mm-hmm. given up the most goals in the playoffs right now. And shout out to, I guess, your bosses, but our bosses too, for bringing in uh, Derek Lalonde to talk about you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning, but more specifically, Andre Vasilevsky last night telling uh, the viewers about, you know, done a little study on him, where he's weak, and saying that and seeing it actually happen on the ice, it's, you know, it's profound television and it's great analysis, but it seems like there's one change right now. It's that the goaltender for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who usually slams the door shut, is leaving it more than just a crack open. And they're not as deep. Like, I think we always wondered, didn't we, Justin, like at, at what point, because the reality of salary caps is, okay, you win the Stanley Cup and players need to be paid and the uh, the authority of the salary cap means that you're going to lose players. And I think we've always, you know, wondered, okay, what's going to be the, the, the bridge too far? What's going to be that one player too far? And I wonder if it was last off season. And again, the season, the series still isn't done. And Maple Leafs default setting is anxiety. And let's not remember, you know, arrogance is a thing here. And every now and then the Maple Leafs can be accused of being arrogant and just try to surf on skill. And usually that blows up in their face. And that still might happen. But to the point about Tampa, I, I really do wonder about one player specifically. And I think if this one player were still in the lineup and they found a way somehow to keep this player because he was shocked that he was moved out last year. And it's not Andre Palat as much as I love someone that I refer to as Mini Hosa. I think it's Ryan McDonough. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been the one, again, if, if it ends the way Maple Leafs fans hope that it's going to end here, I think I'll look back on it and say that was the move. And again, they had to. There's an authority of the salary cap. But I just wonder if, and I firmly believe, the Ryan McDonough move was the one that significantly hurt them. They've let go of a lot of players. They let go of a third line that won them a Stanley Cup, and they were still good. Mm -hmm. But I just wonder, I just wonder if Ryan McDonough was that one piece because I can't help but every time I watch Tampa now, I keep thinking to myself, okay, Sergachev's good, but, you know, and he's going to get even better. But are they playing him pumped up minutes? Because essentially he's taken Ryan McDonough's spot, but he's not Ryan McDonough. And he can't do Ryan McDonough things. And as I watch these games go on, they need someone that can do Ryan McDonough things. How about the unsung-ish heroes coming up big for the Maple Leafs so far in this four-game series? Obviously, Morgan Riley has been uh, a different man this postseason. Even Alex Kerfoot with the OT winner last night, someone that I, I don't yeah. think many of us would have put money on to be the big guy in the big moment. Um, Luke Shen being steady. Matthew Nyes coming in and impressing everybody in Leafs Nation, stealing the hearts of all of us. It's been a really great storyline for those that maybe didn't have the biggest storylines coming in. Uh, I guess that shows a lot to Maple Leafs depth and probably allows if you look forward hey if they're doing this and finding ways to win games without it being core four core four core four i guess that bodes well for yeah. a potential second round I keep saying you know like okay it's not there yet but potential <laughs> so everyone has a different number and that number is at what point do you really start to feel comfortable in the nhl and at what point do the points start to follow mm. like i can remember watching nathan mckinnon with colorado in his rookie season First couple of months, it was really awkward, just like raw skill, but really had no idea how to harness it and no idea what to do with it. And it take it took him about 
I think for McKinnon, it was only like 35 games, maybe even less. But when it clicked, you were like, holy smokes, this guy is a, is a, a force of nature here with the avalanche, and he, and he continues to be. I look at Matthew Nyes, and do you guys not get the same sense that, okay, so what's the number? Like when it, when when are the when is the when are the the, the points waterfall mm. going to start here for Matthew Nyes? Because as every game goes on, like I'm sure you two see the same thing that I do, and the rest of everyone does, and that is, as the confidence grows, the points are going to follow. Because mm-hmm. this guy doesn't look like he's you know a handful of games deep into his into his NHL career. He's already starting to look more and more comfortable now. It helps you know playing him with someone like Ryan O'Reilly. I get that. But still, like, this is a really great environment for Matthew Nyes, and I think it's almost impossible to look at this guy and say, the Leafs have another one. Maybe. They have another high-end player here in Matthew Nyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and maybe the moment for Nyes is clearing it off the line, but I feel like there's mm-hmm. still a moment for him, and it's good that it's come, or it hasn't come yet with them leading the Series 3-1 because it could be what actually puts them into the second round finally. Last one for you. Uh, the bunting yeah. decision looms, Jeff. Do you expect it to be painstaking or simple? Who? <sighs> It sounds painstaking. I don't think it. Yeah, there's your answer right now. That pause and that sigh. Um, I don't think anything is. I don't think anything is 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 simple with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't think there are any simple decisions. This one's going to be a really tough decision. Um, you never want. I mean, what's the old saying? You never want to let someone injure themselves out of the lineup. But what do you do with suspensions? And what do you do with someone who? when he walks the line and stays on the right side of it is really effective. No, this isn't easy at all. This this is a really, really tough decision. And this is why people, you know, way above my pay grade are paid way above my pay grade to make these decisions. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really big bunting fan. I'm also a big subscriber of you don't change a winning Mm -hmm. lineup. And I don't know how you can do that right now. I think maybe you go path of least resistance and say, this team's won three games in a row. And I get that it's really hard to win four games in a row and really hard to win four games, like really hard to win like even two games in a row against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I wonder if the default here is just path of least resistance. Everything's going great. Don't change it. But there's make no mistake about it. There are no easy decisions in Maple Leaf land because everything is under the microscope. Everything is scrutinized. Everything is magnified pixel by pixel and then blown up. And then everyone has a whack at the pinata publicly. So, yeah, there are no simple decisions. Yeah, and this one will uh, will divide the nation, I think, either you keep it because things are rolling or you give the guy an opportunity because the suspension's over. So there's no right or wrong yeah. at this point. It no, just kind of depends on how Thursday goes. <laughs> oh, there could be a right or a wrong. Well, well, what's your decision then, Justin? No, well, I wouldn't put him in, but, like, it depends on the result. All That's this right. depends on the results, Revisionist right? history. Um, Jeff, appreciate joining us this morning. Nice to have you on a Tuesday. It's just different. You know, it's different vibes than a Wednesday. <laughs> It was kind of appropriate after the Leaf game last That's time. right. We knew. That's why we put you here. <laughs> all right. We'll Go chat hot soon. dog Alish. Yes. All right. Big night. Looney dogs tonight. Uh, thanks, Jeff. We'll chat soon. Jeff thanks, Merrick, Drew. host of the Jeff Merrick Show and host of 32 Thoughts, the podcast. Yeah, I think that this bunting decision will be, uh, I, I opened it up to the text line. What's the text already, line saying? Oh, you want to hear? Yeah. I mean, this is going to divide the people. That's what I said. It's going to divide the nation. Mike and Angus leave bunting in the press box.
<laughs> Here's another text. Michael yeah. Bunting, MVP, gooned up Tampa Bay's best stay-at-home defenseman in the first game. And Tampa's own end hasn't been the same since. Three games, 234 Bunting suspension ends Thursday. No way he needs to stay out. No way he needs to stay out? No, no way, way period. period. He needs, he needs to, to, stay to stay out. out. I don't know. Taylor from Goodwood. If Leafs are ahead in game five at all and Bunting dresses, possibly will draw retaliation penalties. Only way I see him being considered in the lineup. He needs to be mini Corey Perry, not invisible like Lafferty has been. Okay. A little Lafferty invisibility. Uh, that's interesting. How would the Lightning respond to Michael Bunting? That's not something I've actually thought mm-hmm. about much. And how would Michael Bunting respond to being the center of attention from a negative standpoint? Oh, I mean, all eyes on him. I could not imagine, now that I'm thinking about that aspect of it, Tampa just letting him ease him back no, into the series. You are going to go poke the bear. The second he hits the ice and there's a whistle and he's in front of Vasilevsky, you know someone's getting him right in the back of the the calves, back of the spine, give him a little face wash to see if he has learned anything. If and l- he's going to react. And listen, if he, if he was Corey Perry, right, like that type of player who knows how to deal with it, you'd feel more comfortable. But if he is a marked man, if he's a target at all times, mm-hmm. can you trust him to deal with that? That's another little yeah. thing. Like just, a, just like not having him deal with Tampa Bay again if you can get through without him. Because, you know, when you can start looms, fresh. It's Boston and they're so nice and very polite. But and... at least you can start fresh. <laughs> like you're not like I know, someone's, I know. You, you don't have a bounty a, on your it's head. It's a new slate. Another fresh slate. Um, two more texts I want to read in here. By the way, we're taking your calls at 730. You can get in the queue early. Uh, we want to hear from you at 416-870-0590 or one 590 or star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. It has been a miracle of two back-to-back games. We want to hear from you how you're feeling, Leafs Nation. They've got it in the palm of their hands come Thursday. Is this the year? Is it different? Have we seen enough from the spirit world to think that things are different? Burn the tarot cards, possibly in the future. Um, two texts I want to read in before we do something that you want to take a break. Okay, back to back. They came in at 655 and 656 for context. The first text says, went to bed after two, half asleep and got a text saying it's tied up, decided to stay in bed, would rather miss a win than potentially watch a loss. Adam in Tottenham. One minute later, I want to slap all these people in the face who went to bed early. Watch your team to the end. Come on, Adam from Tottenham. Ooh. Two different Adams from Tottenham because I see their phone numbers. Okay. One ends in 6-4 and one ends in 3-8. I thought you were just going <laughs> to... <laughs> one... The... What's the Tottenham area code? Both of them the have code. different phone numbers. They texted back-to-back Adams from Tottenham's. You guys need to meet up and hash it out at your local Timmy's. But they have <laughs> the same names, the same city, and two completely different thoughts on the matter that's the beauty of our text line our listeners at 590 we just got the, the full range of tottenham experience we don't need the adams of tottenham to be beefing <laughs> so let's figure it out fellas all right text in at 590 anyone else from tottenham want to weigh in taking all the adams this morning um all right it's time for something to chew on brought to you by great canadian meats yum 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 as we mentioned there's lots that happened yesterday rogers mm-hmm. We're just going to sprinkle in some news items. Yes. By the way, the Blue Jays won. The Blue Jays won. Chris Bassett left the game in the seventh inning because his back was hurting, but he's okay. Okay. Good for him. They we'll, won. we'll catch up on things tomorrow, but just make sure we got everything surface level here. All right. So somebody that was basically circled in the running to be the next Raptors head coach, it was almost like a... Foregone conclusion. A foregone conclusion. 
has decided to sign with the Houston Rockets. So according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, I can never say it, Woj. Woj. Woj bomb. Um, says that our guy, who was going to be our guy, Ime Udoka, has now decided to head to the Houston Rockets, which was also somewhere that Nick Nurse was rumored to be with. So these two Yikes. were, you know, head and head against, well, we're going to go here, I'm going to go there. It was basically written that either Nurse was going to look at the Houston Rockets and they were interested in him and Ime was going to come to the Toronto Raptors. But at this point, that ship has sailed. He's moved on to the Rockets, who had one of the worst records ever in the history of the NBA, who may be getting the next next superstar. And haven't got him yet. Like it's and not... haven't. So very kind of a bold move. But nonetheless, he's clearly been a guy that did a lot for the Celtics. Uh, they went 51-31 and 31 last season after he came in and took over. NBA and he's finals, been, yeah. And he's been sitting patiently waiting. And he's now head coach of the Houston Rockets. Yeah, the Raptors are steady racking up L's. Honestly, and this is this L is really two L's because it's Ime Udoka saying no thank you to the Toronto Raptors, but it's also the Houston Rockets saying no thank you to the coach that won yeah. a championship with you it is a double five L. years ago. Like it's it's not a good look for the like nothing in terms of like so now what, right? quality PR is there to latch on to. This I, is like Malcolm Brogdon again. Well, we want to go to the place that actually, uh, you know, you feel good about joining that you think has some upside. Like no one's seeing the upside with the Toronto Raptors right now. Ime Adoka choosing the 22 win Houston Rockets who have not secured Victor Wembayama yet. Uh, that is telling. They do have 14% odds for number one pick. That's it. Similar. I mean, they're going to get a good no, player, they're but tied. that's it. They're tied. Detroit has 14%. Houston has 14%. And San Antonio has 14%. Mm. I mean, so one of those guys is getting Victor. They're good players at the top of the draft. Yes. They're going to get a good player, but they might not get that generational player. And Ime is still like, yeah, I see more with this 22-win team than I do with the Toronto Raptors. I wonder if he <laughs> leveraged the interest from the Raptors to get what he wanted from the Houston Rockets. Oh, a little Kawhi move. I'm, it's not out of the question. I would so not now what put does Nick that Nurse past do? old Ime. And what do the Toronto Raptors do? Might be a good thing, though. Maybe Ime is not the guy. Well, I, to be honest, I don't know. You didn't want Ime. I never said I didn't. I just said, like, I got to do a little bit more research on him. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to come on here and pretend I'm the Ime specialist of Toronto Sports Radio. Let Ime do his thing in Houston. I'm okay with it. But the Raptors need something positive to happen for them. They sure do. Um, and they've they've got some time. But the first round series are going to end Pretty soon. Maybe there's somebody there that becomes available. Maybe they take their time. Nick Nurse could also decide. <laughs> maybe it's Adrian Griffin. And and maybe it's internal. Yeah. It's, uh, well, you'll let that person have their chance. You'll let them see if they can make a difference. But if it's internal and someone part of the broken culture, the rotten core that the Toronto Raptors have featured over the last, I guess you could extend it beyond a year if you really want to, but at least this season. <laughs> I mean, what, uh, why would anyone feel great about that? I'm glad we don't have to make these decisions. The bunting decision or the head coaching decision for the Toronto Raptors? Punt Wh that Which to one would you else. rather make? The bunting decision. Then the, pick the new head coach, the Toronto Raptors. Ooh. I mean, it's like... What would you rather choose? To put one player in for game five of an It's a strange question for sure. Um but if you were like good at, if you were connected in the basketball world and you no, could hire man. anyone you wanted no. to. Level of comfortability there for me is 
Zero. You might have to deal with a little tantrum with bunting is all I'm saying. Uh, lots of texts coming in here about our buddy Michael Bunting and co. We'll get to all of that. We'll get to your calls on the other side of the break. We'd love to hear from you. After game four, we have had some great calls. <laughs> Did we ever? We had great calls after game one where it was like burn the city down. Other way around after the Maple Leafs did flip the script. And here they are, two back-to-back OT thrillers. They've got the series at the tip of their fingers, their fingertips. It's right there. Have you seen enough? Is this a different team? Is this the year that they make it past the first round? We want to hear from you. Only the final boss remains. Ooh. Only the final boss. Of the first round. And they've <laughs> they've dealt with the final, they've succumbed to the final boss many times before. And it's time to oof. vanquish the final boss. And we're taking your text in about maybe your viewing experience last night because I think it's uh, certainly justified, as many of our listeners have put in, to have gone to bed quite early and then looked at the score this morning and been like, I'm in an alternate universe. So let us know how that went for you because... I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. All right. On the other side of the break, 416-870-0590 or one 590 or just star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. We'll chat with you next. Big opinions and in-depth conversations covering the Leafs, Jays, Raptors, and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back on the Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590. The fan, the vibes are high. The miraculous back-to-back OT wins more than a miracle. A miracle is our uh, headline for today. A certified miracle, more than a miracle. We're taking your calls because we want you to try to break it down too because we struggled. It's just like sometimes things happen that are outside let the us, understandable. Let us know though. Like maybe maybe you didn't see it the same way that we saw it. <laughs> I mean, we're getting a little pushback on I was, was a little negativity. I'm just saying like for 50 minutes, that was a disaster. When I say pushback, I was just reading a couple texts to Justin. People were like, Duh, win to win. You guys are negative. It's like, where are you? We are like, oh, I am elated. I came on here. I was like, I just, I'm bleeding blue this morning. But at the same time, I'm like, those were not pristine performances. We're, the Maple Leafs were lucky to, to win those games. Like, that you can, both can be true. Both yeah, can be true. Definitely fortunate. But that ha- this happens for every single team that wins a Stanley Cup. You're going to have moments of immense fortune. Now it's time like now it's time to not count on that That's and right. actually put your stake in the ground and be dominant in game five. Win this series mm-hmm. rather than have and it hand to you. That's it's, why it feels that's different. That's the opportunity right there for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And that's why it feels different because it never happens. So we're just like, we're working through the emotions, all right? 416-870-0590. 590 or star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. We've got a couple in the queue. Call in. We want to chat with you. We'll start with Ed in Georgetown, who I hear from my producer is absolutely fired up this morning. Ed, how's it going? I'm good. You guys? Oh, couldn't be happier, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> just wanna, I just wanted to uh, say that you guys got a great program. Thank you. Um, and the Leafs, obviously, we got a great team in this town. Uh, this is the year, I hope. I hope. I'm not going to say for sure, obviously, with, with the history behind mm-hmm. us, but, you know, I just want to say that teams like this, this this team is built properly. We have to say that Stanley Cup riders or or teams that go to the Cup, they get those bounces. Mm -hmm. The gods are on their side. 
it's starting to change for us. And we just got to keep riding the momentum. We got to take it strong into game five on Thursday night and can keep supporting our buds and, and all those uh, superstitions out there for all the people that went to bed, <laughs> go to bed on Thursday night <laughs> because all those believers that back our buds every single game, go to the games, do not shout, let's go Blue Jays and support our buds through and through. We will be there Thursday night to watch us go into round two. Awesome. I pr- appreciate the call, Ed. That's Ed in Georgetown. Um, he's right. The superstitions. Whatever you did, do it again. Mm-hmm. We've got a whole text line full of people saying, I went to bed. I put the kids in bed. I read them this bedside bedtime story. Do it again. I don't care if they don't want to hear Cat in the Hat again. You're reading it to them, okay? <laughs> because it worked. I think it'll be it all right with worked. Cat in the Hat. It worked. So the vibes are, are good. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate the call. we got lots going on, but anything from... No, uh, is it starting to turn, though? That's the thing. Is it the momentum? Is it the vibes? Is it the curse? Is it the whatever it is? Is it starting to turn, whatever it is? It kind of feels that way. I mean, it, how else are we supposed to feel? Those are two. You stole two. You stole two against Tampa Bay. And you got the bounces. They did get the bounces. I like that he said the hockey gods because hockey gods are real. I've mm. tempted the hockey gods before. They're fickle beings. They don't mess around. Um, where are we going next here? We got a couple calls in the queue. We're going to go to Ryan and Vaughn. Ryan, how's it going this morning? You've got two things you want to bring up this morning. Yeah, how's it going, guys? We're great. Thanks for calling. Um, so... Watching the game last night, yes, I was uh, not thinking it was going to go our way at all. I was laughing to myself on the couch from how Steven Stamkos scored that goal off of his foot. And even Kevin Biexta brought it up on the break about what are you doing just going crazy with that celebration when you scored a goal off your skate. Like, that was just ridiculous. Um, at the same time, I just wanted to say... Um, Michael Bunting, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're done. You you better leave Michael Nice, uh, Matthew Nice, sorry, back in that game uh, and keep him in there for the rest of the series. I'm telling you right now, bring Bunting back in. At least we'll lose this series. I appreciate the call in. Uh, thanks for thanks for everyone for getting in the queue as well. Um, the bunting discussion will be certainly one we have over the next two days. Uh, text line also torn between it. You stick with what's working, or do you bring the guy back that over the last two seasons has has proven to provide some things? I will stay on Stamkos. I mean, I would absolutely lose my mind if I scored a goal off any part of my body in a Stanley Cup playoff game. I like. I get that he's you know he's going to the Hall of Fame, sixty goals, uh, but you know he hasn't had the greatest start. <laughs> To the series. I think that did mean a lot to him in the moment. In the end, it didn't mean much in the series, though. More calls coming in at 416-870-0590, one 590 or star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. We'll try to get to as many as possible. Headed to Danny in Collingwood. You're talking about the hockey gods this morning. Yeah, I just think um, it's, it's the Leafs' time. You know, they've lost a few series the last few years where they were the better team. Last year, they were the better team at times. Against Montreal, far superior team. Um, I just think it's one of those things, like, remember the young Oilers against the Islanders, and they just weren't quite ready. They hadn't learned how to win yet. Um, Tampa Bay knows how to win. The Leafs are winning ugly right now. I just think it's their time. So, uh, yeah, the hockey gods are smiling on the Leafs now. They won ugly. Um, Now I think they'll finish it off this week. Appreciate the call in um, winning ugly. It shows a little bit of luck, but also a little bit of grit, right? Like they found a way in game three. They found a way in game four. 
And, and you're right to bring up Montreal because that is the realest example. Like if we're looking at precedent, if we're looking mm -hmm. at past history, we're looking at situational elements that the Leafs have faced before. Well, they have led a series three to one. They have won three games in a row in a series, did that against Montreal. And now they face that same thing against like a really great goaltender who maybe hasn't been that great to this point. But it's how are you going to change that narrative? How are you going to make sure that it's different this time around? How are you going to make sure that if things don't go your way, let's say the Maple Leafs dominate game five and lose the game. How are you going to make sure that that isn't the crack that you how show? How does it not creep back in? Exactly. Mm -hmm. They've got to find a way to be A, dominant, B, resilient. It's not over yet, as we mentioned. There's still the final hurdle to clear. Uh, and, you know, this team, if it wants to prove that it's different, still has to get that fourth win. All right, let's check in with Justin in Toronto, not my co-host Justin. Uh, Justin in Toronto is calling in. How are you feeling this morning? Hey, very good. Almost feels like I woke up from a fever dream, though, because I, <laughs> honestly, the last two games, I can't really recall uh, how badly people say the Leafs have played that we really lucked out of the wins. And I'm wondering, asking you two here, if maybe just one or two things were a little different last night, for example, if Nylander looked a little sharper for more of the game, or if the Leafs had those better zone entries on the power play, would we really be saying, oh, yeah, the Leafs got lucky? I feel like they're not that far behind Tampa in these games, and it's really just a few glaring mistakes that stick out a little more. Uh, thanks for calling in, Justin. Um, other Justin, thoughts on that? Well, I think the first period was clear, like, it was really bad. Mm -hmm. Like, there was nothing really positive to cling to. Uh, they were getting absolutely, as I put it, stuffed in a locker. I think it was 75% expected goals. I think before, like... Yarncroak had a chance late, and it was honestly like 85%. There like, was 10 was, seconds of the first period. I said they, they just played 10 seconds of the first period. That's yeah, it. It was, it was really, really bad. And we've been talking about, okay, have you won a period with Hedman? The second up for debate, like they were okay. They did start to turn that game around before they actually shocked the lightning in the third period. But I think you're giving them the benefit of the doubt if you think that's really different because mm -hmm. Tampa was in control of the game and they changed the way that they played a little bit and they scored the big goals. They extended their lead despite not being all that dominant in the second period. So I, I don't agree that they were like close. I think they were better than game three in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. I still think they were losing periods and losing the balance and the run of play more often than not. And it really sh it took until they kind of had that you know, the, the Matthews goal kind of changed the dynamic and everything, and it got them really going. Um, actually, you know what? I'll give credit to Sheldon Keefe because they did change mm -hmm. the lines, and they were better when the lines changed, but something clicked when Matthews scored that first goal. And that's why you're a superstar. Sometimes you need your superstar to come up big and ignite a team, and he certainly did that in the third period twice. We're taking your calls for the next little bit. So get in the queue at 416-870-0590 or one 590 or just star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. Got a couple to go through here. Jeff in Toronto joins us next. Jeff, how are you feeling after that big OT win? Uh, my, I, I'm feeling okay. I mean, I'm glad they won. Just but, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> well, let me explain something to you, okay? We've been up in the past three to one, and I'm talking killer instinct. It started with the very first game of the season against Montreal after losing the way we did last year, and, and, and you lose, and they just don't seem to come out and play 60 minutes. This is a, a continuing path that this team does. They do not 
Like, imagine what they did in 12 minutes, let's say, yesterday. Imagine if they play hard and strong for 60 minutes in a full game, what they would be capable of doing. But this team over the years has shown, yes, I know they won, and yes, Tampa was right for the picking. There's no doubt that Tampa was right to be beaten this year, okay, and they're going to be beaten. But you have to have 60 minutes of your game, especially in the playoffs. You can't take a, a shift off. And you have to be able to play and do what you got to do. Again, we won, but and it's never over until that fourth game, okay? And especially if they get little creaks, like you said, if they happen to play a great game uh, on Thursday and they happen to lose, uh-oh, they may get it in their own heads. The key, as someone earlier said, was Matthews. Stefani getting uh, two goals in the game was huge, and when he did score that first goal, it seemed to say, here he is. Maybe he's coming too. Because he's kind of been okay, but he has him in the superstar that we can know he can be. That's all I really got to say. Go leave skull, and I really hope that they can play 60 minutes. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, appreciate your call in. Um, raises a good point, you know, stringing together. 60 minutes. I think we saw that in game two. I remember saying, wouldn't it be nice if you play like this all the time? This series has been the ups and the downs and mm-hmm. different versions of the Toronto Maple Leafs, but that's why game five, back home, the opportunity is in your hands to wrap up this series on a high note. You play a, a solid 60 minutes, a great 60 minutes. You roll in, into round two feeling extremely high about yourself that you didn't luck your way out of a series, right? You didn't get two good games that th- the hockey gods that we're talking about helped you win a game. Like you won that home ice game to secure something you haven't done in a long time. That would mean a lot for the Maple Leafs. Yeah, and to win without, without with understanding that it was all because of what you did. It's mm-hmm. because you started on time, because you were dominant. Your stars carried you through. Your goaltender stood on his head. Whatever it is, you earned it maybe more than you did across two games in Tampa Bay. And I think the caller nailed it when it comes to the superstars. Like if you look around the league, I don't know, watching David Pashak, yeah, he hasn't been that good. You watch another guys though, and they are impactful every shift. And there are too many shifts where the top guys for the Maple Leafs aren't impactful. <laughs> yes, it was maximum impact in the third period for Austin Matthews, but you'd like to see a little more of it from every single guy who's entrusted to score goals 100%. for this team because it can't just be one period if you're going to expect to win games in round, like the fourth game in round one, games in round two, and even beyond that. You cannot expect to do it all, all the damage in one period more often than not. All right, let's head over to Matt in Toronto. You are feeling the Ryan O'Reilly love this morning. Hey, guys, how's it going? And we're, we're doing swell. Thanks, Matt. I just wanted to touch on the fact of how important it is to have O'Reilly and Luke in the lineup. I don't think we are where we are without those guys. Mm-hmm. Being able to, you know, those guys being through the trenches before, knowing what it takes. It's just like I feel like a different vibe with those guys in there. I appreciate the call, Matt. Um, Ryan O'Reilly has been beyond expectation i think we we came in here knowing that he would be the veteran present the con Smythe winner the champion and the clinton ontario hamlet but what he has done in terms of performance yeah we've seen it he's been clutch but he has sh- like shouldered the load of a college kid coming in and actually like elevated his play and protected him but also given him the opportunity to thrive like that is like that is super hard to value but you see it every single night consistency he's been the best player on the Maple Leafs at least in the conversation the top 2 or 3 best players in every single game that's Ryan O'Reilly you're right like he needs every day to come on here and make sure that we're giving him the flowers that he deserves so he will also want to sign a long-term contract <laughs> 
and and yeah, well that yeah, definitely. And Shen as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think he's been indispensable, right? These two guys have maybe there's that stink, maybe there's the leaf stink that is kind of in in the minds and the aura woven for the fabric of the jerseys that the guys who've been here for a while have been wearing, but that doesn't seem to apply to those who have Stanley Cups, and that's Luke Shen, and that's Ryan O'Reilly. They have a different vibe about them. They're a little cooler under pressure. They're a little bit more confident in what they're doing, and the people around them seem to be, like, absorbing that confidence, and now it's spreading more and more through the roster. Like, their impact, undeniable and indispensable. And I'm sure that locker room is is certainly looking to him in those big moments. I'd love to be a fly on the wall between period one and period two, period two and period three, what happens in there, because the flip... The switch flips quickly. Um, all right, Daryl and Whippy, how's it going this morning, Daryl? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to say, like, uh, it's good for them to win like that and everything. I mean, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't know why this team, like the other caller was saying, the intensity is not there. I mean, you, you, you come out of uh, game three with Samson off in my opinion, was the one that, that got them there, the, the big saves he made and everything. And you come out in game four flat again. Like what, to me, it's still behind the ears. It's a mental thing. They have to get ready for these games. you got to be up and ready for it. Like again last night, like people are forgetting, if it wasn't for Matthew Nice taking that puck away from the goal line, it would have been curtains again for the Leafs last night. So game Think they got to come out. They got to be the better, stronger team, and just go at Tampa for sixty solid minutes. It's the way they're going to take them out. One hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. Sorry to cut him off there. Um, I couldn't agree more. Just like you got to be start. Hey, every game, every team so far that scored the first goal of the game had won, except for last night. So the starts have been really, really important. Maple Leafs obviously did got found a way through it last night. It wasn't pretty, but if you get out there on home ice, you get the the early goal. Take. Tampa out of it, they're going to start to doubt themselves. Just what the Maple Leafs have done in the past. Now Tampa's in that boat. You just blew a 4-1 lead. We're not even talking about what Tampa's probably feeling like this morning. They must feel defeated. Back-to-back games that you you lose in OT. Like I know that they have a championship pedigree, but how many times can you test that? Right? Yeah, I mean, I, the, the riding on emotion thing, like we've been talking about it all year, like it's it's undeniably true. And maybe we thought maybe that's just the Leafs dealing with that. The Leafs are the only ones affected by what happened the last shift. Mm-hmm. But the Lightning proved last night that they're not immune to that either. I mean, they were on their heels in overtime. They were the ones that were scrambling once the Maple Leafs actually asserted themselves in the game. So what could be more important than a start in game five? If you're not going to have a start in any game but game two, make it game five. Right. Because if things do carry over... The Lightning, who are suddenly in a really, really difficult spot, but have looked as fragile as they looked the entire series long in overtime. If you can make them feel that again in the first period of Game 5, then maybe you can carry that emotion all the way through 60 minutes and have that dominant effort. Okay, let's try to get to a couple more calls here. Appreciate everyone being patient in the call log. We got lots of people that want to voice their opinion this morning. Let's go to Gordon and Markham. Gordon, you got some thoughts on last night's game. Good morning, my dear. How are you doing today? Oh, we're we're doing well. Thanks for calling in. All right, my they, it's for me. It's simple. This version of the Leafs can withstand physical abuse than the other versions that fail in the playoffs. Last year, Tampa tightened the screws defensively, and we folded. This year, when Tampa punched us in the mouth, we punched them right back, and that's the difference. That gives the superstars, the Marners, the Matthews, 
a little more room to operate. That's why they look so good. They're not afraid to get physical anymore. Game gets physical, they punch back. So that alone has changed the landscape right off the bat, and that's my take. I love it. Thanks, Gordon. Um, I do wonder about this thought as well. Um, they showed the physicality early in the series. I wonder if that gave them a little bit of a buffer that, hey, we can do it. We can fight back. We can literally have our superstars fight. We can go toe-to-toe with you phys- physically. And maybe that's why last night was a little bit less shenanigans. I will say physicality didn't seem like an issue last night. Like yeah. it was getting away from them a little bit. I mean, Jake McCabe goes and cross checks. I, I, I'm for, forgetting who it was uh, at the end of the second period. And it's like, okay, are you are you losing it a little bit? Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like you know Tampa didn't. Tampa was a dominant for most of that game. But were they bullying them around? Uh, it didn't it didn't feel like that. But it feels like Tampa's so maybe, gotten off their game. Maybe the game three response that? did mean yeah, something. I think like, it really not did. that Austin Matthews like striking fear in the heart of anyone with that fight, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they did stand up for each other and it felt like maybe they turned a little bit of a corner there as well. I, I will also say not having Michael Bunting in the lineup has certainly changed the way that the Maple Leafs have responded in some some of these scrums. Just a point. The, the scrums do look a little different. It's just a point. We got the big question coming for Thursday. Uh, let's wrap up our calls with James and Barry. James, you're the last voice on the Maple Leafs hotline this morning. How are we feeling? I am feeling great. Wasn't that an awesome, <laughs> uh, awesome game? It sure was. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just uh, thinking, like, you know, we should go and take all the clocks in the Air Canada Centre and set them forward to, like, uh, 9 o'clock, so that way we know the Leafs are going to start on time. <laughs> it's a good one. I uh, I certainly agree. I, I don't want to be waiting till the end of the third period to see um, a good performance from the Maple Leafs. A good 60 minutes would be uh, the perfect way to wrap up, hopefully, um, a first round and a, and a big opportunity for the Maple Leafs. Thanks to James. Thanks to all of our callers for getting in there. I know we couldn't get to everyone. We'll be back Friday, which will be post-game five. Mm-hmm. Friday morning vibes could be the best ever. We hope that's the case. We will hear from you on Friday. Appreciate everybody for calling in um, and and wanting to get their voice this morning because we love to get the pulse of the Leafs fans and those that have some doubts still because we do have those. Yeah, great calls this morning. It does feel like there's that that the underlying or the common theme maybe throughout is there's some understanding that it was a little fortunate. It has been a little fortunate, (laughs) but what an opportunity it presents when things do go your way. And this team, this organization, finally does deserve something to go their way because, frankly, it's gone the opposite of their way every single time. So maybe this is what the the organization, the team, these superstars, this core needed to finally push it through, push it over the line. I am thinking if I hosted the Tampa Bay morning show down there, I feel like you're able to pick so many pieces of the Maple Leafs game apart and say, you're how much more luck can the Maple Leafs get, right? Like, if you're in that Tampa Bay locker room, I know back-to-back OT defeats where you had the game in your hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes three in a row, you're thinking, oh, God, we're out of this. But if there's any team that can find a glimmer of hope and a level of get back into a series, it could be Tampa Bay because they've, they've got a championship pedigree. I think it's a lot to ask for them to rah, 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 
here we go again, team. Like Thursday come around, they get down one nothing for them not to crumble. But the, the Tampa Bay Lightning have the mental fortitude. They just went to three Stanley Cup finals. They won two of them, right? Yeah, I think that works too, both ways, though. Like, yeah, okay, we can do this. We've mm-hmm. been the better team. I, I think they can definitely they sell can look themselves at that and say, on that. We've been the better team in how many of the periods? Most of the periods of the series. 100%. Mm-hmm. But they could also look at it, at it as... You know, maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe this isn't our time. Oh, because like, we've, we've seen that happen, right? We've felt what it feels like to get the benefit of the doubt, to get a little bit fortunate. Yeah, you earn three Stanley Cup appearances in a row, 100%. But maybe you understand, and when you're thinking about what you've been through, and you're thinking about how your body feels, that three is a tall task. And it looks so like... So that reminder from the Maple mm-hmm. Leafs right away, like, this is not going to be easy you can wave the white flag right now if you want to. That is why the start is important. I will say that's kind of the vibe I got in that third period from Tampa. They had already circled their trip to Toronto and thought, all right, we're going to we're gonna head into Toronto feeling good about ourselves. Here we go, dominant Oh, so you think they're in like preservation mode in that third period a little bit? I think they took their foot off the gas. Uncharacteristic mm-hmm. of Tampa. And the Maple Leafs saw a crack and they exploited it. And they deserve to have the credit for the way that they closed that game. But Tampa was dominant, and they were dominant for most of the last six periods. It was seven, eight, because there's two OT periods. But, yeah, if you had those, obviously Maple Leafs won those two. Mm-hmm. Regardless of that, I think Tampa Bay maybe felt a level of comfortability because they have done this, and they were winning those games. And we would be feeling a very different way if it was Maple Leafs blowing a 4-1 lead, right? And you feel the opponent, too. You feel when the opponent has stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if it felt like the Maple Leafs were done and then they get that, just they get a, a chance out of nowhere. It goes to the back of the net, and all of a sudden they're in it. And can Tampa find it again? Because they, like the Leafs, had shut off by that point. Whew. Thanks for everyone for calling in. Vibes only get better from here on out. I, I like the BX uh, um, the pants criticism. I was going to get to that. The criticism <laughs> of Stamkos was funny. The inside out pants, very funny. <laughs> I he stood up and I was like, "What's going on here?" Kevin BX has got his pants inside out. Things were getting unhinged last night, uh, including Bon Jovi was in the Leafs dressing room after the victory. Did you see this? I did not. He's down there in the Leafs dressing room. I don't after know. I don't know if victory. I love the vibes of like there. If you want to talk about curses and hexes mm-hmm. and bad, what's omens, going on there? The Bon Jovi banner mm-hmm. that used to hang at the former Air Canada Senator Center, but. Oh, living out a prayer. Oh. Let's come in with that song okay. after the break. We got Joshua Cloak joining us, Maple Leafs writer at The Athletic. And then we teed it up, man. Like, moment of my professional radio broadcasting career, Joey Chestnut joins us at 830. It's Looney Dogs in the City, baby. And we're going to tee it up with the guy throwing out the first pitch at the Rogers Center. That's all next in the final hour of the Fan Morning Show.